Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people. And this week, it's time to get in the holiday spirit because Hate Watch is starting our month of holiday stuff. Yeah? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> How is that? That's that's a happening, all right? That's, that's what's happening. So, I don't know if y'all heard, but this year, Hallmark is releasing 33 holiday movies. 33! Supposedly. And my good friend Kelsey over here wouldn't let me watch all 33 of them. To spare us all, you're welcome. (laughs) So what we've agreed upon instead is that from this week all the way through New Year's, we are going to watch one Hallmark movie a week. Through New Year's? Yeah. We're watching a Royal New Year's. Oh, okay. It's in the calendar. You can't just erase it from the calendar. <laughs> I, I might try. <laughs> I will have you know that there is evidence in the Slack channel that you were very excited about a Royal New Year. Yeah, until I read the premise and then I was bored with it. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So this week we watched The Sweetest Christmas? A Sweetest I Christmas? Think? Sure. One of those. There's an article in there. But it is an otherwise sweetest Christmas. Correct. (laughs) Um, And we are also going to be talking about the Thanksgiving episodes of Bob's Burgers. We are. Because you're listening to this on Thanksgiving week, maybe. Happy Thanksgiving! We're thankful for you! Yeah! Alright, we got that done. I'm thankful for you. (laughs) I just realized how funny what you said earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Context is everything. Always. (laughs) Anyway. Like we did with the Halloween thing, do you have any fun Thanksgiving stories or anything noteworthy about Thanksgiving? No. I never liked Thanksgiving, and I think it's because my sister's birthday is often on Thanksgiving. Oh. And I had beef with that, so that was part of why I didn't like Thanksgiving. That's fair. We didn't really celebrate it in my family because my mom hated the way they celebrated Thanksgiving when she was growing up, and then at a certain point, my grandmother decided that our thing was that we didn't do Thanksgiving, so... As a teenager, she would, like, go out of her way to, like, find some alternative thing that we were going to do on Thanksgiving because we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a wild ride. Wow. Um, My mom and I now celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was going to say, now now you're back on the Thanksgiving train. Yeah. My mom and I now do do whatever we want. We're free agents. (laughs) Look at that sports reference. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Constantly trying to earn your approval. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So where do you want to start? Well, I think we're going to do Thanksgiving before we do Christmas. Okay. Chronological order. (laughs) The opposite of the Lucas method. The opposite of the Lucas method. (laughs) The order in which things actually happen. Right. So I think we're going to travel back in time and talk about the past few years of Bob's Burgers Thanksgivings. Yep. Oh, by the way, I just want to put in a gloat for myself that I'm drinking Boyden Valley Maple Reserve wine. Oh, good choice. Mm Mm-hmm. That shit is like the nectar of the gods. It's literally like apple juice, but there's alcohol in it. That right there is something to be thankful for. That, I think this is what I'm thankful for this year. Yeah. This wine and this podcast. <laughs> Brand game so strong. Mm-hmm. 
Well, on that note, I am drinking Mad River Distillers Revolution Rye. Also a great choice. Yes. Also that for which I am thankful. I don't know if I've had that one, but I've had something of theirs that was really good. I feel like I have forced this upon you before. It's that a good is one. Likely. It's uh it's the one in my crystal decanter. Sure. I don't know. You just pour me things and I drink them. You recognize my decanter. Yeah, but I don't know what comes out of it that goes into my cup. Well, I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me next time I see you, you'll be giving me some. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Okay. Just checking. Okay. Great. Great, great, great. Good and great. Cool. <laughs> now that's organized. Now let's talk about Bob's Burgers. Did you have a history with these before I suggested that we watch them? I had seen the season three and season four Thanksgiving episodes and thoroughly enjoyed them. I hadn't seen any of the other ones until we decided to do this watch. I think I've definitely seen them all, but season three and season four are what matters. I guess that's my only Thanksgiving tradition, actually, that I've made for myself. Oh, yeah? In the past few years is that I always watch at least one or two Bob's Burgers Thanksgivings in addition to the new one on Thanksgiving. Mm, good call. Good call. So it's like how people watch Christmas movies on Christmas, but I don't... Right. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, Kelsey's a Grinch. I am, but I, I... As I explained to you earlier, I'm a Grinch who enjoys gift giving. <laughs> So I don't really know how that works. <laughs> uh, we can explore it. We'll get there. This is a preview for all the fun content you're going to get this month, guys. It's going to be a good month. So since you ranked them, wait, should we save rankings for the end? No, we can rank them now. It's like Why we've not? never done a podcast before. It's straight back to the Pilot Palooza days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do, do you want to go? I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, we're talking about the show. You want? Do you want to talk about the show? <laughs> we can talk about the show. Yeah. This is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, we didn't talk about this episode before we recorded it. <laughs> there was no production meeting. Okay, so I ranked them. Yeah. And. Oh my god. <laughs> you gonna be alright over there? Yeah, my, like, stomach hurts from laughing too much. <laughs> so. I they basically ended up ranking in chronological order. Okay. Except I think and I debated about this for a very long time. But I think I ended up deciding that the season 4 episode Turkey in a Can, yep, was my favorite over the season 3, which Me is Me too. An indecent Thanksgiving. So, why did that happen for you? There's a very specific reason for me. There is for me too. Okay, you go first. Well, there's there's two reasons. Okay. So we can do mini synopsises later, but Turkey in a Can, I think one, because of the scenes with Bob and the Butcher, and Indecent Thanksgiving Proposal ranked slightly lower because of the absinthe scene, because it's fucking weird. Yeah. I get it's a reference. I don't get the reference, so therefore I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Turkey in a Can was, I got my episodes mixed up and thought that the butcher scene was in Indecent Thanksgiving, but you're right, it's in Turkey in a Can, yeah. which is probably why I did that immediately at the time. But the reason I had in mind is because I like Linda's song in Turkey in a Can slightly better. You do? Yeah. Are you going to sing me that song? <laughs> no, I actually don't remember it well enough to. No. It's the one about the gravy boat. Is it? Yeah. All right. You keep talking. I'm, I'm working over here. No oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, so speaking of Linda's songs, her song in the season three one is usually what makes me think that one's my favorite. Yes. They're both really, really great. Yeah, they're strong entries. However, I do think that Turkey in a Can wins slightly. It's also just goofier and stupider and has more toilet humor, which I can definitely allow Bob's Burgers and no other show to do. That's absolutely true. Did you find it yet? Um. <laughs> also, Turkey in a Can was, I think, the first episode of Bob's Burgers I ever saw. Wow. That's wild. Which, as you can imagine, was a bit of a wild ride. <laughs> yeah. 
That's maybe not where you should start if you're just starting the series. Right. So while you're while you're Googling, I can do a little tiny quick synopsis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to assume people know what Bob's Burgers is. Yes. In general. Uh, so in Decent Thanksgiving Proposals Season 3, this is the one where Linda sings, Pass the cranberry sauce, we're having mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the song, <laughs> if it even matters, <laughs> it doesn't. That's literally the only thing that matters. It's true. Basically, the Belchers have to pretend to be their landlord, Mr. Fish Owner's family, so he can impress some woman who loves guns, who is like an old girlfriend or something. And Bob cooks for them and pretends to be like the chef. And he drinks absinthe. Well, Linda has to pretend to be his wife because this old woman only likes dudes who are married. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> Turkey in a Can is about Bob wanting to make this, like, three-day thing for the turkey, like, prep. He wants to brine it. Yeah. And Bob loves turkey and likes to speak to it and talk to it and pick out the real one. And so he, like, gets the right one. And then it ends up in the toilet, and then he buys another one, and that one ends up in the toilet overnight, and then he buys another one, and that one ends up in the toilet, and he keeps accusing people, and then the butcher is accusing him of, like, coming back just to hit on him, and he's like, well, I'm, no, I just want my turkey, <laughs> and it's really great. And, he, <laughs> and then we find out that Bob's sleepwalking and putting the turkey in the toilet himself. Because he's dreaming about potty training Tina. Right, because Tina wants to sit at the adult's table. Yeah. It's cute. It is cute. And also toilety at the same time. And also so weird. <laughs> and then he drops a cat in the toilet later. Oh, I believe in that. <laughs> uh, season five is Dawn of the Peck. Season five through seven I don't recall as much about, but that one's about the turkey trot. Yep. The turkeys all end up being evil. Yeah, and like there's a they raid the whole town and then Linda has to save people by pretending she's a turkey. Yep. And Bob is like home alone and he's mad at everyone for abandoning him on Thanksgiving. And so he gets really drunk, I think, and decides to go to the store to buy a turkey because he's gonna cook after all. And he doesn't realize that the turkeys have rampaged the whole town, so he gets all the way to the grocery store and then Linda has to like rescue him from the grocery <laughs> store while he's drunk. One of my favorite, like, through lines, I think, in most of these, besides that Bob loves Thanksgiving, is that Bob always gets a little wasted on Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> in the way that you do. Like, <laughs> it's just so wonderful. It's so silly. Uh, season six is Gail making Bob sled. <laughs> and I believe it's when she, he has to, like, rescue her to bring her to Thanksgiving in a snowstorm. Yep. And they spend a lot of time together. She has a sprained ankle, and so he has to go get her in the middle of this blizzard. And he puts the kids and Linda in charge of making dinner, ah. which is very stressful. And he has to keep calling her to tell her to comfort the turkey baster. And then there's, like, all these shenanigans where Gail has to bring her sick cat, and then the sick cat goes missing. And so they spend all this time, like, chasing it around in a snowstorm. And then it turns out that Gail can walk all along. And... <laughs> Because Bob is so tired from dragging her for miles, she ends up dragging him the rest of the way home. Oh, God. In, like, a kiddie pool. In, like, an inflatable kiddie pool. Right. I do have, like, a a visual memory of that part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So funny. And then the season seven one was, like, so nothing. I know. 
I actually was shocked that it was season seven because I don't even remember watching it, and I know I did. But it was the one about the half day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's the quirk juicers, and someone calls Tina quirky, so she gets really self-conscious about it. So then she starts writing erotic fan fiction about a quirky turkey, and then... <laughs> What's I her love face? her erotic fan fiction. <laughs> That's great. Um, so then Louise and Jean are trying to sabotage the Thanksgiving Day play so that they can get their half day of school back, and they do so by making Tina's erotic fiction the play by tricking the guidance counselor guy yep and honestly that's about as far as i remember i know i watched the rest of the episode i just don't i didn't care yeah which was sad it's rare that there's an episode of bob's burgers that i just straight up don't care about it's true but and the new one comes out on sunday so we're not talking about that yet because we are too early but it'll be out by the time you guys are listening and hopefully it's better than that one but not as good as Turkey in a Can, because I want that to stay number one forever. <laughs> yeah. It's called Thanks Hoarding, and I googled it last night, and there was just a picture of Teddy holding a bunch of boxes. Yeah, it's something about his family coming for Thanksgiving, I believe. Yikes. It's gonna be great. It's a little backstory-ish for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I love Teddy. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite sidekick. funny story about these episode titles yeah when i was taking my notes which was really just to write down the season and title i for reasons unknown wrote the season three episode as being an incandescent thanksgiving (laughs) i like that too and it stayed that way for like four days it's not wrong I didn't realize that it wasn't called an incandescent Thanksgiving until yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) You're Googling it. You're like, why isn't this coming up? I can't. Well, and I had one list I kept going back to that had the names of all all the different ones so that I could pull them up on Hulu. And I kept going back and reading it and being like, this says incandescent, but something feels wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah because it didn't say that um so what do you like about these in terms of like the broader bob's burgers because these are kind of like bottle episodes yeah i mean i mentioned already a little bit the fact that it's bob's favorite holiday and it always gets spoiled somehow Mm -hmm. and the fact that he talks to his turkeys and he there's always kind of like that becomes an in joke as you go along yep and they're just something to look forward to every year like usually when shows do holiday episodes they're kind of dumb (laughs) (laughs) yeah right like i mean we're talking about these in particular because they're like gems yes and so many of them are so bad and these ones are always like a special treat in the bob's burgers season and bob's burgers is like one of the weird shows that i don't mind like watching with my family and they all really like it so it's something i can always like throw on if i'm still at my parents house after thanksgiving and stuff like that yeah so it's easy and they're funny i think like those two that we highlighted a lot are some of my favorite episodes of the whole series so i feel like what those two episodes have that the other ones are missing maybe not so much gail making bobsled but that the other ones are missing is that the one through line bob's burgers always has is even though it's sort of like trying to do the adult cartoon like crude humor thing it's always like kind of sweet yeah 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 like it has a secret heart of gold right and so those two episodes that really comes through like by the end of it everyone's still sitting around the table having thanksgiving thanksgiving dinner and it's still all about bob and like bob gets his attention and his gratitude and whatever and i don't feel like you get as much of that from the other three Yeah, that's true. Which, like, to me just feels like an important part of the formula. Like, it's only fun to fuck up Bob shit if he still gets his in the end. And I think he so rarely gets his in general on the show. Yeah. That, like, it's the one episode a year where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. And you, like, get mad at the kids and you're like, let him have his turkey. Leave him alone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, of all the times that he's stuck being a sad sack, these are the ones that are supposed to be good for him. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I think you said it all. Like, I like the formula that they're playing with. I appreciate about them that even though they're, like, snarky and shitty, they're never outright mean. Mm-hmm. Or at least not for the sake of being mean. And this is, like, a very nice, clean tradition. Yeah. Especially when there's songs. Yes. And Linda always sings. And I love Linda's songs. I like their songs in every episode because I love that there's always weird songs. But yes. the Thanksgiving songs are very special. I did find the Gravy Boat song. Wait, is Here that the one that the National did? A ding, a ding. Oh, what's that sound? It's the Gravy Boat. Oh. We're coming around. It's not a Navy boat. It's the Gravy Boat. <laughs> Sounds gravy, savory, sailor folk. Sailors in your mouth. Sailors in your mouth. <laughs> so inappropriate. <laughs> You're welcome. What I was asking you, though, I don't recall which one, but one of these, inv- like, brought in the National to do a song for it. Oh, really? And it's really fucking weird. It's, like, in the end credits or something. That's bizarre. Yeah. Let's Google it. I forget how they were involved exactly, but there was definitely a thing, and there was a weird thing happening. Hitting play. Wow, it's, like, peak the National. <laughs> Oh, it's a cover. I didn't know that. so that you have it forever. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. That's what you can have to be thankful for. Wow, that makes me so happy. That's hilarious. All right, guys, you just hate watched my joy. <laughs> we all had a lot of joy in this moment. We did. <laughs> the joy of the season. <laughs> Speaking of Joyful seasons. (laughs) We're going to talk about the sweetest Christmas. Presented by Overstock. (laughs) (laughs) So, here's the thing. The Hallmark (laughs) Channel actually has two different channels. (laughs) Airing Christmas movies all day. Yep. They have one dedicated to rom-coms. And they have one dedicated to heartwarming dramas. And that's what we learned. That's what we learned. I'm assuming that that's how they can manage to pull off 33 a year. I guess. Yeah. Well, I've searched the Hallmark website, like, high and low for this fucking 33, and I've only found 21 premieres. Maybe they had to scrap a few at the end. 12? Like, maybe they made 33. 12? They scrapped 12? I mean, think about... The ones that make it across the finish line. And then think about what might have been on the cutting room floor. And then tell me that you're shocked that 12 might not have made it. It just seems like a waste of money. But so was this. So. Yeah, like, I, I also, like, look at their production value. Right. They're not risking a whole lot here. Right. I mean, there's no way these films are costing more than, like, 800000 a pop. <laughs> I just want to take this moment. To sincerely thank the hard-working individuals who put in the time to rip these movies and put them on YouTube. And I want to (laughs) thank Hallmark Channel for not caring that their content is just out there on YouTube. Yes, agreed. I want to take the same moment, though, and say a big heartfelt fuck you to the same assholes who are ripping other movies other old Hallmark Christmas movies on YouTube and then reposting them under this year's titles. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> like, I'm over 
over here trying to watch Christmas whatever the fuck on ice. <laughs> and I'm clicking on it. And it's like some other merry jingle shit. No, thank you. <laughs> you know, I was wondering how you'd found all those movies before they premiered. <laughs> They're a lie! It didn't seem that... It seemed more unbelievable that someone was taking the time to find a different hour-and-a-half-long movie to post under this year's title than it did that someone actually got their hands on a copy of this year's films. But I was wrong. It's worth the clicks for someone. Someone somewhere. Someone somewhere is making me watch Jingle All the Way. Thinking I'm watching a royal engagement or whatever the fuck. <laughs> it's horseshit. I just want to know. If you're out there and you do this, I want to talk to you. <laughs> it sounds like a really satisfying hobby. I know. <laughs> I want to, like, use it to my advantage for Game of Thrones somehow. Like, I want to take yeah. the episodes names and put hallmark movies up on youtube against that's them. the game <laughs> <laughs> that's how the iron throne is won <laughs> so final request if you're out there and you do this consider doing it with game of thrones episode titles and giving us partial credit yep 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh. All right, do you want to take a crack at telling us about The Sweetest Christmas? Oh, do I ever. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try and get this without my side commentary, and I'll come back to that. Sure, sure. So The Sweetest Christmas is about some chick named Kylie. She's a former pastry chef who got laid off and has been working at her boyfriend's office as a like office assistant secretary type person but office work is beneath her she's just doing it to get by she's also living at her sister's house with her sister's family oh that explains it <laughs> i pay attention kirstie i was baking apple oatmeal bars okay all right you had it was a worthy cause uh -huh. it was in the spirit it was it was anyway before i was so rudely interrupted they were delicious, too, by the way. Sure. So she's dating this guy who is a house builder, whatever. He takes her on this fancy anniversary dinner. She thinks he's going to propose, and he does not. He just asks her to, like, he gives her a promotion. And she, they're at this restaurant uh, that she didn't want to go to because her ex-boyfriend owns it. But they, like, meet cute, if you will. Hallmark, if you will. Um, <laughs> and so she doesn't get a ring, so she breaks it off because that's what you do, I guess. Question mark. <laughs> um, and then on the side has been entering these like cooking competitions for gingerbread in particular. And she finds out that she got into the American gingerbread bake-off something. And she suddenly doesn't have an oven to use so she has to find someone with an oven and what do you know her ex-boyfriend who owns a pizza restaurant that's not a pizza shop happens to have ovens in a aggressively decorated for the holidays kitchen in a restaurant and she gets to use that oven to um like practice or to build her big gingerbread thing he also has a kid that she bonds with it's weird. All the kids in this movie are demons. <laughs> she So they have like this whole thing. It goes on and on. And then she enters the competition or like she gets to the competition, finds out that the like queen of gingerbread is going to be a part of it. And she's sponsored. The godmother. By, sure. And she's sponsored by the ex-boyfriend's building company. And it's like he's trying to win her back. And he has this like weird ass proposal that we'll get to. <laughs> and... Eventually, she still wins the bake-off and wins back the guy who she decides that she likes after all, the ex-ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Nice one. Uh, yeah. She also is the type of person who makes people feel things. 
and she likes Christmas, and so she gives everyone the spirit of Christmas because she makes people feel things. And she, yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. She really uh-huh. likes Christmas. She really likes Christmas. And she really needs that $25,000 prize. Yeah. She's also the type of person who, when this movie starts, she's trying to get a website registered or some shit. Oh, nope. She's trying to start a business. Same thing. She's calling it (laughs) Kylie's Cakes. And you better fucking believe that that is spelled with a K for cakes. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yep. Like, there is no no way that's not happening. (laughs) I wish it was, like, Kylie's Crazy Cakes. Kylie's Crazy Cakes? (laughs) Kylie's Country Cakes? Yes! No. (laughs) Wait, no. Kylie's Cake Creations? (laughs) So many opportunities here. And they all have Ks. Oh, boy. So, how did... I don't know where to go from here. I don't know either. Um, okay, well, you're here for the rom-com. I'm always here for the rom-com. I think this is supposed to be a rom-com and not a heartwarming drama. Right. Although it's hard to know. It got pretty darn dramatic at certain points. The stakes <laughs> were just so high. So high. So high. There were some twists. There were some turns. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know which way it was going to go for a little bit in there. Yeah, it was... Really a lot. So as someone who's here for the rom-com, talk to me. What was that like? Well, I don't... There's something about the way Hallmark movies build up their rom-coms that I do not enjoy. And I think it's because they speak to the rom-com Badlands so, yes. so strongly. The other thing that is a beef from the like two Hallmark movies we've watched is that the payoff is like zero. Yeah. Like I've mentioned... When I watch home decor, like home buying, home reno shows, whatever, if there's no beauty shot afterwards, what's the point of watching it? Same for the rom-com. Like, if your only payoff is that you go ride a mall carousel and hold (laughs) hands, like, really? You need those high-end finishes. They couldn't go to, like, a park with a carousel? Are you telling me that a mall carousel was the most romantical thing they could come up with? Hallmark? Really? He knew a guy. He only knew the mall guy. Oh, my God. I also love, in a similar vein, I also love how they just sort of drop things throughout and now suddenly it's, like, symbolic or whatever. So the credits open with a carousel. And then you, like, don't hear about a carousel ever. And then he finds, like, a toy carousel at some point once they're officially, like, flirting again. And then when she has to win him back, she decides to make her gingerbread house into a carousel. And then she wins. And then they go and ride on a carousel. Right. (laughs) Like, okay. Unless the carousel was supposed to be a symbol all along for the fact that things come full circle. Oh, look what you did there. Look what I did there. Because they dated when they were kids. Oh. So And then they broke up, and their lives diverged, and then they came back together. So, but what I don't like about Hallmark movies is that they make their protagonists, like, too perfect and likable. Oh, total Mary Sue's. They're all Mary Sue's. It's not that she broke up with him and broke his heart. It's like, she did it for his own good. Mm Mm-hmm. And if people only knew that. And he totally forgave her for it, and he's still in love with her. Right. Also, the two men were so similar looking. I decided they were both henchmen from Reno My Reno. Yeah. Yeah. The only difference really is that one of them, it wasn't clear if he was hot or if he was tall. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about that. (laughs) Okay, so my friend and I have a game that we play called Is He Hot or Is He Tall? What friend do you have who plays this game without me? I didn't know if you would be into Is He Hot or Is He Tall. That's a game we can play. I'm into it all the time. Uh, You know I get jealous. (laughs) I will henceforth include you in all games of Is He Hot or Is He Tall. No, I don't even want to play. It's not my tradition. (laughs) So basically the way it works is a man walks into a room and I instantly think he's hot. And then I suddenly have to be like, wait. Is he hot or is he tall? 
At which point, I send a text in the Lady Things channel of our Slack, this friend and I, who also have a Slack, sorry, and and say, is he hot or is he tall? And then we go from there. There was one case recently where it turned out that he was both hot and tall, which never happens. Wow. It was great. I almost married him. (laughs) (laughs) And yet your husband is not particularly tall. No, he's not. To be clear. (laughs) No, he's like an inch taller than me and I am short. So (laughs) it's an unfortunate game in some ways. Sure. Most of the time, like probably like 98% of the time, they're just tall. They, it's never mutual. Like, they're just tall, usually. Right. Sorry, men, for this moment of female gaze, except not at all sorry. No, not ever sorry. <laughs> female gaze for life. Anyway, so the dude that Lady Protag ends up falling in love with, getting dating, is henceforth known as Mr. Hot or Tall. My video quality, because it was on YouTube, was so bad that I actually genuinely don't know the answer to the question. Yeah, it was awful. I'm leaning towards tall, though. All signs seem to point towards tall. Yeah, I think that's all there was going on there. Yeah. He did wear, like, sweaters also. (laughs) Did he have any turtlenecks? No turtlenecks. They were all (laughs) v-neck. But I do also have an issue with v-neck sweaters. On men. Yeah. So I'm an easy target. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) There were two lines of dialogue that I wrote that's what she said for. Oh, boy. The first one was, you have filled gaps that I didn't even know existed. Yikes, yikes, yikes. (laughs) And the second one was more of a question mark. That's what she said. As long as I don't find any gumdrops in my garlic nuts. Oh. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I just want to know who wrote that and was like, that works. No. No. I wrote down a few lines that I appreciated. One of them was at the very end when Lady Protag has realized that she's been taking the wrong approach to trying to get Mr. Hotter Tall's attention. Mm-hmm. She finally figures out what she needs to do to get his attention and prove her love to him. And she says, I have to tell him how I feel in the best way I know how. In gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, if that's the best way you know how. Yeah, like, that's the best you've got. That's all you've got? Also, how many times have you had to tell someone how you feel in gingerbread? That's the best way she knows how. Like, (laughs) how many ways are there to tell someone how you feel in gingerbread? I picture her, like, stamping out letters. (laughs) (laughs) In gingerbread. (laughs) But also, like, can we talk about how gingerbread's the worst? Gingerbread is the worst. You can't even. He watch IRL. Fuck gingerbread. Yeah, it's overrated and it's dumb. Although you like ginger snap cookies, don't you? I love ginger snaps, but they're not gingerbread, and you can eat it. But they kind of taste similar. Yeah, but gingerbread for the purpose of building gingerbread houses is dumb. I don't hate gingerbread as a flavor. Yeah, gingerbread gets ruined with the shitty frosting that they use. True. Well, and gingerbread, for the sake of construction, is too thick. Yeah. And, like, too gingery, because they need to get that color. Right. And, like, what's the point, really? Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah. But I I don't like gingerbread as the flavor. Oh, I do. I can handle the occasional ginger snap, which happened because every time I'd come hang out with you in college, you would have ginger snaps around. Oh, but they're so good. And so I just did it to be nice, and then I eventually developed a a taste for it. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) In fairness, I only really like my mom's ginger snaps. Yeah. Yeah, you'd always have, like, big Ziploc bags of them. Yeah, I don't buy, like, store-bought gingerbread ginger snaps. <laughs> you know what you, I don't know if it's still true, but you what you did buy a lot of? Oh, God. Gingerbread lattes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll get my novelty latte. It's fine. <laughs> 
when we were in college, that was like what you were here for. It was fucking gingerbread lattes. That's when I discovered Starbucks. Leave me alone. Yeah. It was right <laughs> around the time that I was working at Starbucks. So it was just like especially noteworthy to me. Right. You were like, fuck this girl making me make a gingerbread latte. Fuck gingerbread. Fuck gingerbread syrup. Fuck caramel brulee syrup. Fuck pumpkin yeah. spice syrup. Let me tell you all the syrups <laughs> I have personal beef with. <laughs> no Starbucks. Way. This Coming is for another you. podcast. <laughs> Every syrup. Oh, boy. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Can you talk to me about the twist, the plot twist in this film? The one I spoiled you about? The one you spoiled for me and I still managed to get got? <laughs> yeah. So the plot twist is that the recent ex-boyfriend who owns the home building company, not tall or hot, uh, <laughs> basically hires the godmother of gingerbread to be his like sponsored competitor in this competition. And side note, Kylie's cakes, whatever, makes this sassy little comment about being, she doesn't even go here because it's the American <laughs> gingerbread, whatever, and she's from Germany or something. Yep. And it was like a little uncalled for. <laughs> but anyway, so she's like, thinks that she, that he made her enter the competition as like a sabotage move to get back at her. But what she doesn't know is that he hired her to make a gingerbread jewelry storefront <laughs> to house an engagement ring that, like, moves out on a track <laughs> and lights up. And let me tell you if K-Jewelers wouldn't eat that shit for breakfast. <laughs> You know there's a K-Jeweler somewhere that has that in their foyer now. Ugh, it was, like, so bad. It was it was a cushion-cut diamond with a halo, too. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, so how did you get got, exactly? So, so she breaks up with Mr. Not Tall or Hot at the yeah. beginning because... She thinks he's going to propose, and then he just promotes her, and she's like, none of this is what I want. I don't want to be an office manager, and I don't want to marry this guy. To be clear, office work is below Hallmark. Yes. <laughs> Women should not aspire to be office managers in the world of Hallmark. No. So she breaks up with him, and he's, like, so baffled. Like, he just can't figure out why she wasn't flattered to get this promotion. And so some woman, who's, like, her friend or something at work... Is that her sister? I don't know. Some her woman. Sister. Oh, well, there's a friend at work and a sister, but they were both redheads. I think it was the work friend is talking to him after the breakup. And she's like, oh, well, you know, you had rose petals and you like blindfolded her and you took her to this fancy restaurant. So she probably thought you're going to propose. And like, that's kind of shitty to give her a promotion if she thinks you're going to propose. So then he gets it in his head that the only reason she broke up with him is because he didn't propose. So even though they're broken up, haven't seen each other, haven't spoken to each other, that's why he hatches this crazy plan of hiring this gingerbread lady from Germany, flying her over, and then having her build a K-Jewelers <laughs> out of gingerbread. Right. Because, cool. And the whole time, as the work friend is telling him this, he's standing there going, I'll do a grand gesture. Literally. Literally. He said grand gesture twice. <laughs> I also really like how in all of these movies, the initial boyfriend, whenever they don't get, like, they always see, tee them up as, like, being on the cusp of proposing, but their yes. relationship is like, hi, hello, how are you today? <laughs> like, maybe gone on four dates. Right. <laughs> and then they're so heartbroken. It's like, but are you? <laughs> So where I got got is that Kelsey had spoiled that there was going to be a gingerbread proposal because we were getting ready to record and I had like a half hour left of the movie and I was like, look, she's going to win the gingerbread and she's going to get with Mr. Hot or Tall and it's fine. 
Uh, her ex is going to want her back, but she'll choose Mr. Hot or Tall. It's great. And Kelsey was like, no, you need to like sit through the last half hour. And she spoiled Gingerbread Proposal. And so I went into it expecting Mr. Hot or Tall to uh-huh. be the one who did the Gingerbread Proposal, especially because they have this couple fight where he like buys all these tickets for his kitchen staff to go watch the competition. Because sure. Yeah. And so she gets really panicked because he's like so excited for her to compete. And she's like, oh, I can't compete against the godmother of gingerbread. So she's like pulls him into this big couple fight in the kitchen and just like we need to ratchet back the pressure. And he gets this like kicked puppy look on his face because he's just trying to be supportive. So I was like, it's because gingerbread proposal. He set up her entry into the competition so he could propose to her in gingerbread somehow. So I was on to something. I just didn't factor in that the ex would try to propose. Mm-hmm. I thought the ex was going to be there and see her win and then want her back. I didn't realize the ex was going to propose. So that was number one. So then the ex proposes. He gets down on, on one knee with the ring that he has just taken out of the gingerbread cage jeweler. And Lacey, it, Kylie, but the actress is our friend Lacey from Moonlight in Vermont. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, So Lacey is standing there and she's like very upset and trying to figure out how to say no to this man who's holding a ring out to her that she's already dumped. And he's like basically saying to her, like, I know the reason you broke up with me is because I didn't propose. So now I'm proposing. And she's trying to be like, that's not the only reason. And she looks up into this log loft, like log cabin loft. And Mr. Hot or Tall is standing there and he's looking like a sad puppy. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, they just had this couple fight. They've just, she broke up with him over the phone and was like, I thought, I thought a thing, but now I don't have feelings for you. And then she looks up and there he is and he sees her getting proposed to by Mr. Not Hot or Tall. Mm-hmm. So then she, like, chases him out and they have this whole thing and it all works out fine. They get together. Right. But I was, I just, there was like a hot second. There was like a five minute moment there where they did some stuff. You were on the edge of your seat. I was on the edge of my seat for like a half second. They made me think I was invested in these characters. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. It was close. It was a close call. Wow. I Luckily, this happened and I looked at the timestamp and only had six minutes left of the film. And I was like, okay, so she's been proposed to and the love of her life, her childhood, like first love has just run out on her and told her that they were never meant to be. And there's six minutes left, and she still has to win the competition and get him back. <laughs> Can she do it all? We're gonna. It'll be fine. If they only have six minutes, then like they'll just tidy that right up. Yup. <laughs> and they did. They did. I feel like if they were going to have her win so easily, they needed to not have the prize be worth twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. It should have been, like, a $200 gift card to the pizza place. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the, the announcer gets up there and is like, and now the grand prize for $25,000 is... And there's this long pause. And then they're like, Lacey! And... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. And she sort of like jumps around a little and, is, and goes up and picks up her gingerbread statue. And she goes, thank you so much. I, you know, I didn't even know that that part happened. <laughs> <laughs> no one says thank you so much when they win $25,000. I'm just saying. No. What did you say when you won? I, I would imagine <laughs> that I would say something better than that. That's fair. But so she like she picks it up and she's like, thank you so much. And then she like turns around and sort of like holds it out to the people in the crowd who are excited for her. And she sort of does like a little woo. Like she's like, ah, like, woo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does she do? Ah. <laughs> oh, God. It just doesn't seem like the response of a grand prize winner. Sure. That's fair. I would have given her, like, $2,000 Yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> if it was my gingerbread contest. Well, I'm sorry. I also don't think that your gingerbread that you made overnight is going to win. I also don't think a carousel was that great. Or Santa's Village. Sorry. 
So there's this one really great moment where she's building her gingerbread and she's really stressed about it. And it's like highly emphasized the whole time she's building it that she's like a super intense, super motivated person who's really bad in stressful situations because she gets in her own head. So she's building her Santa's village and her sister comes to look at it and she says, why would Santa's village have a clock? And Lacey like stammers for a little while. And then the sister goes, it was a joke. I was trying to loosen you up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Yeah. Speaking of, like, things that were triggering, (laughs) um, I guess. Uh, Can we talk about why the fucking kitchen had so many Christmas decorations? Yeah, there were a lot for a commercial kitchen. And yet... The man didn't have a Christmas tree in his house for unclear reasons? Because he was just so busy, he couldn't even with Christmas. But he could put, like, a fucking Christmas teddy bear in the kitchen? (laughs) I'm sorry, what? He just, he was so busy, Kelsey. Well, that girl quit at the last minute, and then he was just working so much. Yeah, he just had to work so much. There was a lot of, like, weird parenting things happening with him. There was so much weird parenting shit. (laughs) His kid was, like, going through some weird neglect stuff. His kid was kind of a demon. (laughs) It's okay, because his kid got a stepmom in the end, so. But we never even saw the payoff of them being, like, a happy family one year later. Uh, we did, kind of. We got a foreshadowing. Of them being a happy family because he has to make cupcakes for school. Right. You're right. And he he messes up the frosting because he gets she overexcited. He said they were too hot, but they weren't that hot. So I put the frosting on. <laughs> and then all the frosting melts and he gets very upset. And dad says, Mr. Hot or Tall, <clears throat> says, we can buy cupcakes, take the wrappers off and take a blood oath not to tell anyone. Right. Which is just super chill dad advice. But the good news is Lacey was there with all of her Christmas spirit to help him uh, make marzipan snowmen, which, by the way, I've seen the melted snowman cupcakes on Pinterest. They're not made out of marzipan. They're made out of marshmallows. But good try, Hallmark. So they make melted snowman cupcakes and they bring them to school and his teacher opens the tin and sees that they look like melted snowmen and... A bunch of awkward stuff happens, but she ends the interaction by saying, what a creative family. And Lacey looks up sweetly at Mr. Hottertall, and Mr. Hottertall <laughs> looks sweetly at her. And they have this awkward moment where they're clearly trying to decide if they're going to correct her, and then they just choose not to because they're a family. Yeah. That happened. That teacher was fucking, like, on some kind of drugs, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I can't wait to see what you made. (laughs) It's just... It's so hard out there. Oh, man. What would you... What what, what was your final thoughts? (laughs) On this here, Jim? Um, you know... This was like... It was not as much of a hate watch as Moonlight in Vermont. Is it because there was nothing about Vermont? No. You would think that, but Moonlight in Vermont had its own shit going on. (laughs) It really did. Remember the Lumberjack competition? I remember the Lumberjack competition. I also remember the greenhouse full of suspicious herbs. (laughs) Yep. I also remember that she was a New York real estate agent. They had a lot of fun with that. Oh, yeah. She had to negotiate for property. That was fun. Yeah. I think if you want to, like, not talk about it as a hate watch, it's fair to say that Hallmark movies, they're a guy who can only do one. For sure. You know? Like, we read a bunch of synopses for a bunch of these films, and most of them are the exact same film. Yeah. In fact, one of the ones that we are watching later, um, I believe it's Mistletoe Inn, is literally the same template as It's, like, also a baking one, right? So, yeah, like... We have a lot to look forward to. (laughs) We have a lot. They only know how to do awkward rom-coms that involve a breakup in the first ten minutes and involve 
someone getting together with someone from their past or who they otherwise meet at random. They can only do one. Also, I have only seen movies with Lacey. Yeah. I know she can only do one. <laughs> She's like the ultimate Mary Sue. <laughs> oh, man. I'm really curious to see what the other women are like, what the other actresses and female characters are like. If I If I were a betting woman myself, I would gather that they're just an army of laces with different color hair. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, side note, as long as we're talking about Lacey and her hair, I have two things I want to say. Number one, I guessed correctly that she was from the South. Number two, <laughs> based on her, her her hair, she had a sweet bump it going. I knew it. Number two, I was reading her Wikipedia. Like you do. Yeah. She has a fascinating career. She was in Mean Girls. She was in, like, a bunch of other shit that I've heard of. It was weird. But there's a whole paragraph about her her time with Hallmark, I guess, and how she loves Hallmark and is really happy working for them and whatever. And the line ended with how she's open about her faith and likes Hallmark movies because she likes their message. You know, I was just going to ask you if you think Hallmark is, like, a Christian cult. I think there's something going on. I mean, they're, the movies are fairly secular. Yeah. But there's definitely, like, <laughs> an obsessive need to make everything, it, like, to give everything a veneer of wholesomeness. Yeah. I think it's interesting that she was quoted as saying that she likes the message of Hallmark movies. Like, what's the message? Like... Exactly! Lonely 30-something, can't find love, needs... To work in a craft instead of in an office. <laughs> Finds mediocre man. Success. <laughs> like, really? Basically, it's like, none of these movies pass the Bechdel test. No. Not a single one. Because the protagonist in all of them is, as Kelsey said, like, lonely and bouncing between two exes. Right. And her whole conflict, the whole movie, is like, which man do I date? Right. And we talked about it a little bit last episode during Nerdication Part 3 when I complained that everyone should stop boning. Where, like, sometimes you're allowed to do that. Like, sometimes it's okay if your conflict is like, who am I going to date? But maybe not all the time. But it's rom-coms on this channel, Kirstie. you got to go to the other one for the dramas. <laughs> I have a feeling that even the dramas are about which one are we going to be dating. <laughs> do you think? <laughs> I'd, like, be willing to put money on that. Oh, God. I'll be interested as we go through the end of this to see at which point exactly, like, is it going to be next movie that we say, like, scene one, scene them all? There will come a time. There will come a time. But in the meantime, we have, like, five more weeks of this shit to look forward to. <laughs> I am so excited to watch this many of them. Oh, boy. I texted Kelsey at the end of Sweetest Christmas and said, like, okay, I like Hallmark movies. Hate watch my joy. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. To clarify them, I like them in a very pure hate watch kind of way. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck is happening? Bad choices made on the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, in case you ever needed evidence that there's a conspiracy in media to just make sure eyeballs stay glued on screens for advertisers, Hallmark movies are your proof. Yeah. There's no artistic integrity. There is only advertising. And Lacey. And Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So if you are also watching Hallmark movies this holiday season and want to let us know about them, you should find us on Twitter at HateWatchWithUs or email us at HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com. You can also find our website, heywatchofthis.com, where we have a whole bunch of shit from other past experiments that we've done. And we are part of the Thought Bubble Audio Network, so you can find those friends at thoughtbubbleaudio.com or at thoughtbubblefm, FM, enunciation is hard, on Twitter. They're a bunch of cool dudes, and they have shows like Beer with Geeks and Supergirl TV Talk, which is airing currently and Academy Rewind, which is about movies that are better than Hallmark movies. And 
<laughs> I don't know. Krypton. That's the other one. I don't think any Hallmark movies are going to be winning any Academy Awards anytime soon. You never know. Maybe we should ask them to watch one. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Dear Academy Rewind. <laughs> if you're listening. If you're listening. <laughs> if you're out there. <laughs> so yeah, check them out. They're our friends. They're cool. They talk about nerd shit too. It's great. All right. And we'll be back with more Hallmark. So get hype. Christmas spirit. <laughs> Thank you for being there. Thank you Pass for loving the me. The cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Like, he watched my truth. I don't care how good your life is. No one is grateful every single day in a row.